0: Hello, and welcome to episode number nine of Blunt Talk with me, Taylor Hart, from Respect My Region. And today I'm here with Seattle's own hype woman, Suman. And I'm so excited that you are here uh, as another woman who has been a hype woman for the scene for many years now. Uh, it is so awesome to have multiple people, uh, you know, just praising and supporting and spreading the word, uh, for the people out here, because there's not a lot of us out here doing it, um, as underground as it is. There's some people covering, you know, like the Seattle times covers like the mainstream and the artists who like, really make it big, but like on the, on the low end, on the really underground, like in the dive bars and the little clubs, you know, it's people like yourself and, and me standing in the front row, just like supporting. Uh, so yeah, I'm so excited to have you on here. Um, this week for the blend of the week, I went really healthy with it and it's the apples and banana strain from Canna Organics. So, you know, an apple a day or a blunt a day, keeps the doctor away. That's what I always say. So I'm going to go ahead and smart this up. uh, And we're going to just chit chat about the scene, really, uh, because I know, you know, so much just like I do. Um, So first and foremost, I really just kind of wanted to get um, uh, like an understanding of like how you really got involved in the music scene out here and like started going to shows and started like finding, you know, where everybody was playing and all of that.
1: Yeah. So, and it's funny because it kind of um, started with, I think there was like a, it was, I had heard multiple comments of people saying Seattle doesn't have a scene. And I was just like, I don't feel like that's correct, but I have no evidence (laughs) like that. I I was like, all right, I got to start like researching. And I think one of the first people that I found on Instagram was actually Gary Campbell. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, and he had like, his website had like, just like this. And I always say this to him because I'm I'm, like, I've met him like a couple of times and I've told him, I'm like, he's like the PhD of the scene. Like (laughs) I'm fine doing like the hyping or whatever, but if it comes down to the actual, like who was on what and like all the science behind it, like he's done this so much work on that. And so his, um, his website, I kind of was like trickling through there. And I think I went through like Spotify playlists and stuff. So I was just trying to get to know who the people were. And, and it's just funny. I'm a big universe and luck, you know, like you, you meet the path that you're supposed to meet kind of a thing. And right. I think I ended up at Dozer's warehouse. Cause it was funny when you were like the underground places, like that was one of the things where I was like, dude, we were at like warehouses, like for these yeah. Shows. <laughs> while other people are at these venues, you're like, there's so much cool stuff happening. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was at Dozer's and like, um, so the people in the auto Collective, so like Mike Flaunt and Kings and stuff, I think those were the first ones that I met with and Mike from there was super cool. Cause I think he saw that I was posting and actually reached out to me mm-hmm. and was like, Hey, if you ever want to talk about the scene, you know, somebody who's been in it for a while and we did, we like talked. And it was from there, you just kind of network out and get like more and more connections of, Hey, you should check out so-and-so you should check out so-and-so. So then I just started like hungrily consuming all yeah. this stuff. And I think I post about, and you and me agree where we were, I was like, I was, listening to top 40 stuff before, like what was on the mainstream. And now yeah. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. Like people will, other than social media telling me who's out there. And I'm like, Oh, who's that? What's the latest TikTok song that's like trending or something. Cause I've been so disconnected now.
0: Yeah. I feel the same way. I am like, it was crazy when I was on fresh juice at Rainier Avenue radio, that was the most in tune to like the mainstream top 40 stuff. And We covered a lot of that on there, but we also did do some of the underground still, too. Um, So I didn't know, like, everything, but they definitely kept me on my toes about the mainstream. But yeah, I've been, like, my playlists have been, like, predominantly Pacific Northwest music since high school.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It so was yours just kinda of growing up
0: in this? Like Oh yeah. So me, I uh for my life, I have been in the music scene in Seattle my entire life. My dad's a musician, um, and has been since eighty-nine. So I literally was born into it. I was at his shows when I was a baby, you know. I I joke and uh, that my first concert was while I was in my mom's womb. Um, because I, I was, I was just out at shows my entire life, but I was in more in the metal world. Cause that's where my dad is. He's, oh. the, he's in the metal, uh, area you know in that scene and so but he listens to he listened to a lot of hip-hop and like he bought like Nelly's Country Grammar and Ludacris's Chicken and Beer and like I grew up on a lot of that and Snoop and Warren G and stuff and so I grew up listening to a lot of West Coast stuff as well like old school classic West Coast hip-hop um and that's kind of like where my foundation was as far as like live music out here in Seattle and then um hip hop in general. That was kind of how it started all. And then I just got started going I mean, continuing on going to shows and stuff. Hip hop just interested me way more as I got older and I fell way more in love with that. And I don't really listen to a lot of metal anymore. And so that's kind of how I really like came into it all. I was just born into the music scene out here for sure. So (laughs) okay. I love that it came from metal too,
1: because it's like and I think that's the thing. It's like I grew up with so it was like my uncle was like rock and my yeah. mom was like, you know, Sade and stuff. So I always had, yeah. I've never functioned without, so music was to my core, but mm-hmm. I'm not a creative. And I think <laughs> one of the other things that came out of this was just like, I love, I love the energy and being around that process. And I think what I try to do is like that passion and that stuff that we see at shows, because I know it's funny now that I look back and I'm like, you were right there in the front waffles Mm -hmm. isn't a bunch of my stuff like all these people are like oh i was at that show i was at that show so it's great to see this network and this community that comes out and like constantly supports it yeah Uh, but then it's like that was kind of my angle too in this is that i'm a fan and so the perspective i want to give when i show those clips and stuff is like we're front row hyping them whatever's happening like i want you to feel that energy of what it is and i feel like the music videos are great but they're very clean and there's something different like that gifted gab And Blind Show was like one of the best epic examples of that, where they get into the audience and they pass the mic and it was like, and it was, you know, watching these people like locally jump on it and it's like, oh, cool. Now I know Shamel. Now I know, you know, um, Jalen and uh, Xavier and stuff. But yeah, I think coming out to these, it's like, it's more than just the music. It has a whole like community to it. And it's a different vibe. It's a different feel.
0: Yeah, I think Gary had put together – I think it was called Newcomer was the – the he put together a documentary uh, of firsthand experience yeah. and shot on his iPhone of just like him in the crowd at all of these shows, and it really did have that like gritty uh, underground feel to it, but at the same time, it was like the music that was being played, the – artists who were performing and like their representation of their self and their craft and everything was at such a high quality that it's crazy that we're still sitting here in the underground, basically. Seattle is still the underground world and it's, it's wild, the high quality music coming out.
1: It honestly, I think even me initially digging into this, like, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to find some good stuff. And I think it even started with like, Because, you know, everybody knows like the mainstream ones. It was like Macklemore. And I was like, I get it. And that's great if you're a fan of Macklemore. But I think there's more that represents a city than that. I think that was the other Mm -hmm. perspective of this. And that's the hard part. Because I feel like people find like whether it's top 40 or getting this sort of success is what brands it a success. And Mm -hmm. it's like, no, there's a ton of talent locally here that like, honestly, had they just met the right person or had that right connect would definitely be blowing up the charts. It's just, they don't have that visibility, but then there's something about it that kind of almost keeps that energy. Like, I think I was at a rooftop show one time and I think 52 Kings was there. And, and it was, I took my sisters and I remember they were like, dude, this feels like something out of New York. Like you just found this yeah. like rooftop. And then these like, in, these really good local talent is up here. This isn't just like a, you know, a college open mic or something. Yeah. And I remember talking to, I think it was uh, Eli that was out there. And I was like, do you guys want this like out there? Do you want people to know? And there was a little bit of like, You know, we kind of like that it's just, like, our people know and we have this, like, little community and we do it. We don't want it to turn into it's been, like, you know, promoted on The Stranger and all this other stuff, and we want, like, everybody coming in. So there's almost, like, a protection of it a little bit, too.
0: A hundred percent. I feel like there is a little bit of that... uh, I don't know. remember what the word I'm... I can't find the word I'm looking for. Uh, Apprehension as to blowing up uh, because of that, because... It would almost ruin the magic that is here, Yeah, everybody here is so desperate for the recognition yes. <laughs> that it, it's hard to straddle that line between exposing this scene to the entire world and ruining the energy and the atmosphere of it. I
1: totally agree. And it was so funny because right before we hopped on, I was thinking about different scenes because I was like, I know inherently everybody's got something about the area that they're in. So yeah. when I was in New Orleans and I've only gone a couple of times, so it's not like I know the ins and outs of it. I can right. imagine that there are struggles with the fact that there are so many artists and music because everybody, like people go kind of like, you know, actors would go to LA, like it's mm-hmm. inundated with that. So then now everybody's like an artist and and it's great as a tourist, you're walking through and you can go bar to bar and it's constant, like you know, you can hit amazing talent each time you go out versus here. I feel like it's kind of knowing the little areas in the pockets where people are going to be, you know, playing and doing. And I think that's, what's interesting is like where the stuff that you do and the stuff that I do. And I think that synergy is there and there is no like ego with it because it's like that nice little middle ground of like, yeah, it hasn't completely blown up, but at the same time as an artist, when you're creating something you want recognition, like, I mean, you're doing it for, yes, you're doing it for yourself, but how great does it, like, you know, when somebody compliments your work and your writing, you yeah. know, when somebody tells me like, hey, I love the stuff that you post, it makes me feel, well, that makes me feel good. Yeah. So I think like this middle ground of like, when there's people like us that are like, you know what, we're going to elevate it with whatever means we have to like help lift that up. I think that yeah. becomes the middle ground of like, okay, great. It's not, you know, on Rolling Stone or whatever, but right. here we are doing what we can and we recognize you and we respect yeah. you. We We are so glad you're in our scene that, you know, we have you.
0: Yeah, I honestly feel like community recognition is way more important because if you're being recognized by people across the world who aren't directly contributing to anything that you're doing, that's cool and all. But like they're not directly contributing to anything that you're doing or even the infrastructure of what you're doing, unless of course they're, you know, sending money to you, in which case, fantastic, great. Uh, keep them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, and the another interesting thing that you said um, and that it just it, it made me think about the diversity of the scene as well. There are so many different little pockets that it's like it's hard to I mean, even for myself, it's hard to be a fan of everything because there are so many different things. And I mean, I I have a really diverse palette myself, and I love listening to many different things. Obviously, growing up in metal really influenced a lot of what I listen to uh, and the range of what I listen to. Um, But, you know, it is hard for other people or like the people who go listen to the Top 40 radio to be a fan of all of that yes so it's mostly just like trying to get these pockets of the scene into the ears of the right consumers and the right listeners that yes that yeah.
1: Is, yeah that's such a great like marketing point because you're 100 yes. right it's like when you're approaching stuff it's like okay there's gonna be there's a place for everything because there is um there's an audience for yeah. a lot of this but there are different types and it's like okay it might not be aesthetically for everyone Mm-hmm. But you're trying to connect those pieces. I mean, that's where I'm trying to like, I hope it doesn't insult like the artist when I do it. But the reason I might like say something sounds like is because I'm mm-hmm. trying to get the ear of that person that's like, okay, I don't know who, you know, this person is. But if I connect it to a mainstream person, they're like, oh, okay, that's that style. I like it, you know? hmm
0: and it's all in the way that you word it and i think you do a great job with this as well uh is is the wording it to not be like oh this person is the next mac miller or yes. this person is the next whatever you know what i yes. mean it's it's in the realm of this if you like these people you're going to like this person you know what i mean yes. and i you're really get the vibe yes exactly and i uh, i've been uh curating my playlist on Spotify tease money mix. I've been curating that now for a couple of years. And what I've found in like searching for different sounds and vibes and and like curating that playlist is that using those uh sounds like and, and all of that stuff really helps too when you go to the uh, to these streaming sites and, and try and like manipulate your algorithm to oh. find those things, you know, okay. uh, cause I'll like go on a binge and listen to like a bunch of different artists, right. Who sound like each other and they'll give you the recommendations for some other people too.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so it's been interesting, uh, using that, like, in my writer brain and like my journalist brain and trying to manipulate the algorithms to exactly. like, to match that. So it's a, it's an interesting thing that I think like a lot of the artists should get behind and shouldn't be opposed to it, you know, cause it could truly help them.
1: That is, that is super clever. Cause you're right. It does work. I, cause I am one of those people that I'm like, always like begrudgingly, I need to like ditch Spotify. But one of the things it does for me yeah. is it knows that, okay, you were listening to, uh, Perry Porter, you're listening to Bruce Leroy. Okay, cool. Here are some other ones that, you know, you're going yeah. to, pull it does pull in locally. Yeah. Um, and so that mechanism, if people could kind of understand how to play with, like, I know again, like as you're art, you're like, no, I'm my own. It's like unique. It's this, but it's like, yeah. yes, you can get in the ear of the person that like super likes, you know, you know, if it's Kanye or whatever, you know, you're yeah. going to kind of help bridge that. It's not saying that you are that as much as you're like, you're using that, um, those algorithms and stuff into your advantage to help. So like don't fight against yourself.
0: Yeah, especially because we're not at that time where somebody is going to be standing in the crowd, some A&R is going to be standing in the crowd, yes. poaching you, and going to make you the next big superstar. Yes, they still do that, and they right. still go out and look for people, but it's not like they're going to take you and make you the next Jay-Z. Like that like Like that. is really not happening too much anymore. What we're seeing is the people being found on your social medias, on your streaming platforms, yeah. or yeah. by word of mouth through other people or in the vicinity like you were featured on some other artists you got onto a popular artist like song or whatever and then all of a sudden you blow up because those consumers like that artist yeah. and they heard you and they liked your stuff and all of that so that's really the new way to blow up is to get your ear or your music into the ears of the consumers who like your stuff <laughs> And you know? it's tough
1: because I feel like the conversations I've had with artists and this is like, because my marketing is like, I'm, I'm in corporate marketing. Is, mm-hmm. So sorry, my background is in marketing. It's corporate marketing. And so, and that's one of the things that you always find is I, I always worked with like designers or like agencies and stuff. And it's funny. There's just that mindset that happens with like art because they get so busy and they're in the art and they're creating, which totally yeah. makes sense. And then when it comes to the other stuff to promote it, which is where like, I think our skill set comes in because it's not mine. Like, I don't want to talk about me. Right. I want to talk. I'm great at hyping other people. That's why it was hype for me. Cause I'm like, I can go to your show. I can talk about you and I can help take that and like talk about you in a way that I know you're not going to talk about yourself. Cause I'll see people just be like, here's my new, here's my new song. And yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. You just like, I think it was like Dante Thomas just like recently did a, like, um, I think it was on, it was just, it was a free, it was, I don't know if it was a free star or whatever, but it was on a, I'm blanking on whose beat it was, but I was like, this is insane.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's funny
1: because they it'll just kind of drop and be like, Oh, okay, cool. And I'm sitting there like on my phone like. Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, Do you know like, what did. you just
1: dropped? Like yeah, oh, good. <laughs> just kind of like get people to like get in that rhythm of being like, okay, I'll help hype you. So that way, you know, whether it's like reposting something or if I go to your show and I get like a good clip of you being who you are on stage, your essence, mm-hmm. and that can help promote and help give people an idea of it. Like, awesome. Like, yeah. we're all in it to like lift it. So,
0: hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Everybody has their place, and I think that's part of what Seattle needs to really build out the infrastructure to be something that is recognizable, because there are a lot of these elements in the area, but it's not interconnected enough, and it's not well enough known who these players are and who these certain people are so i think that is something that it really seattle could stand to do some really introspective looking and 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 finding these roles because a lot of people are trying to be like everything you know what i mean and trying to really push it on their own and in an independent way because i feel like it's also like if If I work with other people, like, well, they might get famous instead, or they might get the success instead of me. So I need to do it on my own. And I, you know, I'm starting to see that change a little bit now, which is really nice. But I really do think some people just need to recognize, like, I don't like saying like what their place is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that just sounds so bad, but like as a community, like we all do have our places to be and and to make it a well-functioning community. You know, you have your talent buyers at the venues, you have the venues who are running it and then you have your, your hype people and your media, like, like we need all of this. So All the pieces that play together. And I think the ones
1: I, that you see, like, so I mentioned like there was like the auto collective and I know like, um, day one is like another one. Like you watch, like mm-hmm. I, I, I know them from like a distance kind of thing, but I watch them work as like a business. So they have yes. this idea of like, all right, we've got the artists, we've got the creators. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to have like a marketing plan behind this. And that's the thing. You're totally right in that I feel for artists who are doing this by themselves because it is Perfect. way too much. If you're, I yeah. cannot imagine the effort that it takes. So not only create it, yeah. but then put the marketing behind it. And then everybody's demanding, you got to push it out. you got to push it out. Like now you can't sit on stuff for too long. You're supposed to be like, right. you know, you're Get not putting enough. Exactly. You're not putting enough for like an EP. Mm-hmm. You're now dropping like singles and stuff. And just that, like the, the frequency, the, 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 the amount of work it takes to like mix and make sure the thing that you're putting out is not half-assed either. Yeah. And then build a marketing plan and do all this other stuff. Like it is, it's way too much for like one person. So building that community and that network mm. it does end up being key of being like, all right, I do need the support I need, you know, yeah. to get me to that next level.
0: Yeah. Uh, I really think that we can make that happen in Seattle to where, you know, a, a, maybe even as soon as a decade from now, we, we can be identified as one of those hot spots like Atlanta, like LA, like New York, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we have had a history of music here for so long that it's crazy that grunge was the last thing that was known, yes. you know? It's like, oh, Seattle, they're in the 90s still. Like, no, we're not. (laughs) We're really not. We have so many people that are, like, even producing at such a high quality that they're out producing a lot of the people in the mainstream media. Yes, yes. And, I mean, I just saw... Uh, It was one of those mustard freestyles or whatever with the the cartoon mustard who's rapping. And it was Method Man rapping on this last one that was just posted like a day or two ago or whatever. And it was Solomon who did the beat from uh, down in Portland. Yes, yes. Uh, and he produced the beat and that beat went crazy I have, to, I have not heard this i have to check it out that is awesome. Uh, i definitely retweeted it within the last couple of days and i okay. haven't tweeted too much so okay. if you go to my twitter you should be able to find it pretty easily yes, I'm on. Um, okay okay awesome. yeah yeah uh, no, that's so cool okay so yeah so method man was rapping over the top of it though like that's the quality that like some of our producers are at and like, you know, people like Gab coming out and then now having people like Bahamadia and Method Man on her album with Blimes, like insane. Like those are the quality. Like we are at the quality of the greats of like top tier. And yet we're just seen as, you know, that place hiding in the woods where it's wet and gray all the time. And And then the people associate. they're like, Oh, it's like a grunge scene. It's not And then it's, it's hard because I know there's people
1: who have like left because they're like, okay, it's not happening here. I have right. to go to this other yeah. place and it, you know, to kind of keep that artist scene thriving instead of yeah. feeling like, all right, we'll get like a little bit of a start here, but then I got to I got a bolt, which, right. you know, hinders the overall scene of it. But yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a, uh... It's something that I hope will will change a little bit because this area is so beautiful. Uh, and sadly enough, with climate change happening, it's probably going to be a nice little oasis. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh,
1: but, but let's not
0: dive into that one. <laughs> I know, I know. I was like
1: the eye twitches. I posted about this like the other day. I was like eye twitch, and it's been there like permanently for the last three weeks. And I'm like, oh my god. Uh, yeah, I
0: I like to submerge myself so much in this scene because it really does help distract me from a lot of that stuff going on because the world is so heavy right now yeah and honestly throughout this pandemic like as soon as the pandemic started or right before it actually like a month before it i moved into a a, a studio by myself like i'm in my apartment by myself have been for the past couple of years right Mm -hmm. and so if i didn't have the community of the local scene out here not even just the hip-hop scene but like the local art scene yeah. Art and entertainment scene. Like, if I didn't have that community to fall back on and to be able to be an escape from a lot of things, like I don't know what would have happened. Like, I would have, I would have gotten crazy. Or, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't even know if I would have still been living in Seattle. You know, I might. Who knows? I might have moved in with my parents instead and just been like. You know, off in a whole nother world, it's it's crazy how, uh, you know, supportive and and just like life-changing, honestly, being a part of this community has been for me.
1: Well, it's and, wild. And if you think, like, I'm, I, you also ended up doing like the relief stuff in the process too. So it wasn't even yeah. just, it's not even just, I'm here to consume it. You like, I'm right. assuming found purpose in the fact that, okay, things are really crummy. What are we going to do? And then right. what are we going to do is you going back with your community. Right. And being like, How do we help each other out through that? Like that's something beautiful that came out of this too is watching. Uh, you guys yeah. like, I mean, with nothing, like you guys are doing this and, you know, none of you, I'm assuming <laughs> none of you guys are millionaires, just like funding all this stuff. No, like, sure people, aren't. <laughs> right. Like grassroots and being like, okay, we're the ones that need this. Yeah. And we're not getting the help that we need from, you know, the government and everything else like it's very mental. it's like how do we do it and so that was also cool to see because like I've got my daytime job and sure enough yes I live Mm -hmm. by myself too so being the pandemic isolated not going to shows was mentally draining for me and I think that's another key thing with like I always am like appreciative of our scene too is like yes these artists are creating for like themselves and their outlet but the impact that it has like going back you know how we felt when we went back to that show after that first one after, you know, things kind of lifted a oh, little bit. Oh, like, tears.
0: I was literally crying.
1: <laughs> I, I, I think I walked out of it like it was like a, you know, like I'm assuming this is what people, I'm not a religious person, but I'm assuming when you come from church and you have like some sort of religious yeah. experience is like what it felt like. I was like, okay, yes. Yes. I'm Re- reconnecting with me. And like I said, like, for you guys to put together like the relief stuff, watching that, it just sort of, for me, it like re why this stuff is important because if I support this, if I support you guys, like right. we're all lifting up that message. We're all, you know, I might not be involved in it, but I'm sure as hell going to amplify the stuff that you guys are working on.
0: Yeah. And that is being involved in it. You know, it's nice to have the community reacting to it and, and whatnot, because if we just put it out there, like, well then it's just a post on social and right it's, just crickets it's, yeah. yeah exactly so that interaction with it is being a part of it and it's fueling that and it's It's so nice to see. It was so amazing to see. Honestly, when we started that, like, if the pandemic hadn't happened, like, it would have probably been a while longer before the Seattle World Tour would have been, like, actually made a foundation and whatnot. Like, we had been planning for the third annual one for a while, and it was going to go, but we hadn't, like, we weren't, like, officially a foundation yet, and we were still, like, navigating how that was going to go and everything, and I think, really, the pandemic uh, helped speed that process up. Um, cause when we did the music with the message series, the, the, outpouring that we got for that one and like the way that everybody came together and and all the artists who were involved like what they did to help amplify the message and find these different like you know charities or different people in the scene that you know could help or whatever like it was just so freaking cool um and then the rain city relief came from that as well and that has been tremendous to see um and that's pulling in You know, we're getting eyes from a lot of people uh, in like the bigger stratosphere of Seattle community, you know, not even just like in the art scene, but, you know, like connections with like little woodies who often, you know, partners with different artists for like a burger of the week or whatever. You know, all of these little pieces come together and, and you really just truly start to see us feeling integrated into the city itself yeah like, that's what's so cool like when Bernie Sanders came to speak uh I believe it was that one Travis Thompson was like the opening or a performer a pl- okay. performing at the rally but like those are the that's so cool that's integrating your hip-hop into the community like it should be you know what I mean like these people are doing so much and representing the city especially at a time where hip-hop is like the number one genre you know and at the forefront of pop culture, (laughs) which is, you know, essentially the forefront of the world. So it's really cool to see, you know, the community coming together like that. And I think we're going to see it more so in the following, in the following years.
1: And I I love it because it's like, it is it's it positions it in a way too because i had uh, i'd seen the seattle war tour. i think i got onto the seattle war tour the second i did not i missed it the first year so i got the second mm-hmm. and that was it right because in the third got canceled
0: yeah because so, of the pandemic so yes. okay. uh, we're still in the process of planning it <laughs> <laughs> so what is so is that is that
1: like started by Like, I know All-Star Opera's behind
0: it. Mm, So that was an uh, All-Star Opera and Respect My Region collaboration. Okay. Um, And what's so... Because we've been friends for a long time. Um, I've been friends with All-Star Opera since, like, 2013. Um, So I've known them for a long time. I actually lived with Seth and Will. Um, for a year and then I lived with Josie for a year as well right after that so um, you know at the time Seth and Will and myself um, we were living all together in a house and so Seth and I would you know talk about things a lot and then Mitch and Joey at Respect My Region and Seth are really like the brains behind everything as far as getting it developed into a foundation and everything. And we've supported them along the way as, you know, the board of directors essentially. But yeah, so it's the three of us from RMR um, really uh, collaborated with all the guys in ASO and that's what came together to be the Seattle world tour. So it's, and it really worked well because of how many people are in all-star opera. They have a huge Community yeah. to pull from and yes. and whatnot. And so they were able to, you know, spread the word really far, bring in a lot of people to the shows and whatnot. And obviously what we do with, you know, the articles on the website and then the marketing that we do and and the experience that we have on social media and stuff like that, that really helped you know with that part of it so it was uh super harmonious to begin with um and it, from there it's just grown and developed and it's we have a lot of things that we want to do in the future and i'm so so happy about it i mean i have a I have the rcr the rain city relief record up right bet, now. yeah yeah seth just dropped that off for me the other day um and yeah i it yeah it's amazing to be a part of I'm so thrilled to be with them
1: well and it's and it's cool because it like uh because I'm also thinking about when I went to that The I, that was also eye-opening for me because you guys brought in mm-hmm. different types of music too and so for yeah. somebody discovering the scene it was like sure I went for you know one person I think that's when I I didn't know about Cosmos the band and then I like oh, yes. mind, yeah mind blowing over that so yeah, like that set at the central was insane oh so good and I think um like yeah Tezza talks like there's just, oh, there was yes. such a different variation of it. And I think that's such a great way for us to, for the city to kind of put on its own, kind of similar yeah. to like, uh, you know, like Fremont Fridays was being done too. Like right. we think, what have I heard? Cause again, like I'm newer to this and I know you've been in it. So I feel like you've got more background in this, yeah. but like, I know with like Upstream and some other ones, like once they get branded by like large corporations, it yeah. overlooks some of the more underground ones. And so then people like decide, all right, cool. You know what we're going to do our own. Because, you know, we're not going to be or I think I heard I think it was Gifted Gab had posted about Upstream being, yeah, they, they took the the rock ones and they put them up. But then like the hip hop ones were kind of like in like I can't remember if it was like the scheduling and uh, the place that they did them all in was like push them all and doing all this one. It's not. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was pretty much, because I think it was, with the upstream, it was, like, curated stages by different people and whatnot, and like or, like, different companies or brands basically paid to sponsor stages, and they got to curate the lineup or whatever. Um, I don't know exactly what the yeah, interwebs yeah, okay. were, but that's what my idea was, because it was a lot of things, like, this stage was curated by this or whatever, and this is, that's how you got, like, oh, this is going to be the hip-hop stage, because the person making this stage lineup is it's all about be- hip cap you know um and so yeah upstream was interesting um i went both years for upstream and it was um it was interesting because it's all in pioneer square and there's not like you know you're walking into different bars and different areas and it's it's so it's not like like block party you have barricades all over like they just barricade off the block and then that's what it is you know whereas pioneer square like random people were walking around, and you just have city life going. (laughs) And so you're just kind of like, you have a map of where everything is, but like, you're just kind of wandering around to those places in and out of real life. So it was kind of interesting. Um, cause yeah, they did just shove everybody pretty much in one little area. Okay. Versus they It feels like,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. So you had just the same people going to that one stage or those t- couple of stages because that's where they're you know, that's where their people were performing. That's where the, the, so you're not getting the artists into the eyes of other people. You're not getting yeah. them new followers. You're not, you know, showcasing them with all the other great talent you're shoving. They just get shoved off into the side, kind of like a block party. When a lot of them get like the really, really, really underground stuff, they get like the Barbosa stage, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they're downstairs, They're on the bill, but yes. you know, yeah. who, who knows when they're going to be seen by anybody kind of a yeah. thing. So, so, um, you know, and, and I'm happier to see this year, the, the festivals like with Day in Day Out Festival uh, as a new yeah. one and um, Block Party coming back and whatnot. I, I saw a lot of local talent on there. Um but it still wasn't a lot of diversity of people. And a lot of that is also their community involvement. I've noticed the people who are more involved with the community and who have gotten their face out there and have worked with people. And I hate to say it, but taking a more wholesome route. um, They're being more successful in the community and in the scene because they're more palatable. And I hate saying that (laughs) because like, even the, the less palatable people, you know, uh, should be promoted because you have pretty raunchy, crazy people as your mainstream acts. <laughs> I was, was going to say, you know? so when you're
1: saying palatable, you're like, okay, are you like the PG-13 of like right. hip-hop where you're just a little, yeah.
0: Right, or are it- you making music about shooting people up and, and, you know, like, you know, there's a difference to these things. And I think that's one thing that, too, like people are... Underestimating the power of that, um, it, because if if you're making unpalatable music, that for most people, like they're not yeah. gonna promote you, they're not gonna put you on, like that kind of a thing. But I don't know, it's, and I think I, well, I think yeah. and it's also, and I, I and you're right, because I think what it is, it's like it's
1: not. It is what it is. Like, especially no. if you want to do mainstream stuff, you yeah. got to do mainstream shit, right? Like, yeah. that's kind of what ends up happening. So, and what right. I appreciate about, there are people like, and I think you you mind both know artists that are like, I'm not, you know, watering down my shit. And it's like, right. hey, then you will find other avenues. And then that's not for you. And I think what I saw some, some of the Twitter stuff that I saw after, like, you know, some of the block party, whether they got overlooked, because I think there is... Some are starting to understand. It's like that's not meant for me. Like if that's right. if if that's what they're looking for and that's not my music, I'm not going to adjust that. So then, I think there is always space for us to create. Because you and me, we're still going to go listen. We're still going to go out. Right. Like, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll still do the Capitol Hill stuff and support locally there. But then we're also going to show up to the ones that you right. know they create their own and they have their own little events here too, like to to you know to help promote. But yeah, um, and like I
0: think like Ross did with the the runoff yeah um that was you know that was directly uh in relation to upstream you know not being as diverse yeah. and as locally focused as it could have been and and creating these uh guerrilla festivals basically with yeah. all of the underground talent that's uh that's exactly how you get the recognition from your community and you become popular within the community and then if you can harness all of that and really become successful in that underground then the mainstream or the 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 normal public of (laughs) seattle like i hate you know i i live in the underground so to me like you know a lot of regular yeah community life is like a whole other world but, it, you know, if you can become so successful in the underground that you're beloved by your community, you know, then people who aren't involved in, a, in the underground community will start to be more accepting because they notice, you know, other people that they might have a good relationship with who
1: happens yes. to, yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. So and you, it, it, nav-
1: and you end up being able to navigate both. And I think that's a yes. thing. Like, I don't want people to give, like, I don't think people should be, because I do think that the easy path ends up being, okay, cool, like, you know, minimize yourself or mm-hmm. edit yourself or whatever. And, you know, you can cook it. I mean, this is like, again, being in the marketing side, the corporate marketing, like this is totally stuff that I'm familiar with. It's like, okay, right. this is our image fit in here. And yeah. Know you otherwise not. But I think exactly to your point, it's like, you can keep who you are. It just might take a little bit more work on your end to get yourself seen and be involved. And I think yeah. the other part too, is I don't, is that getting, because I'm, I am, I'm, a little bit more like introverted. So if I go to a show, I'm just like heads down, take my video, I'm out kind of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I know and I know a lot of artists are like, okay, I want to create the music, but I don't want to go do all that schmoozing. But it is a thing. Like there yeah. are times where I'm like, I go to a show and i like, whether it's introductions or something, like we finally say hi to each other. And it's yeah. like, oh my God, this is actually so helpful to yeah. do those other activities that you don't want to do, but actually do yeah. build. And the networking is huge if it's corporate, if it's art, if it's whatever, you never know who you're going to meet when you go out yeah. there, who's going to be right. like in your court, who's going to want to collab, who's going to do what like
0: yeah. yeah, it it really does happen so quickly in person at these shows. I've seen people meet and have a quick little discussion while we're chopping it up over a blunt or whatever outside. And then like three weeks, a month later, they got a co-project coming That's out right. or like a song where they're both working, you know, like it happens so quickly like that. Yeah. And it's not like you have to change your personality and be yeah. like an outgoing social person. You can still be like quiet or, or whatever, yeah. just be you, just socialize. <laughs> Never. Yeah. 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 It's just be like, yeah. Hey, what's up? You don't you don't even have to like get into like a big, huge, long discussion or anything like that. You can just be like, Hey, what's up? I'm I'm you know, hi, I'm this person. You're yeah. that person, cool, good to meet you, you know, like thanks for coming out, or you know, whatever. Like it just the smallest little bit is all that it takes. And then all of a sudden that person is like on your Instagram later or whatever, yeah, and yeah, then all doing. of a sudden they're like, Whoa, and then Doors open yeah. because you decided to say hi and introduce yourself to somebody. Like I agree. yeah, you can keep your your personality, you can keep who you are at the core. You don't have to change that. You just have to change the way that you move and that you work. You know what I mean? So yeah.
1: you don't have to be the finger guns person walking in like, hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: Although if you're really anxious and that's what you do, then <laughs> hey. <laughs> Own it. I'm all about just owning it. I am so own that's it.
1: That's the thing. I'm always like very obvious. I'm always telling people it was, I think it was um it was Ava and Oliver, like those two singers that are out here, and they were so sweet. I was on my way to a show, and like I said, I don't talk to anybody and they were like, Oh my god, hi, do are you Suman? And I'm like, I so appreciate somebody actually saying because I will be like, No, nobody wants to talk to me. Okay, I'm just gonna like kind of heads down do whatever it is. But like, to your point, it's just, I think just the showing up, somebody might recognize yeah. you and be like, Oh, I heard your, you know, I heard that last thing you put out and it's awesome. I've been wanting to like reach out and it gives it just, it's easier because nobody's, I think it's harder to like reach out online, do a DM, mm-hmm. have somebody respond when they don't quite know, but it's like, Oh, you always show. Cause even the same thing happened with me. It was sort of like the consistency of like, who is this chick that just keeps up showing up yeah. and like, <laughs> And I remember, I think it was Mike who, like, I told him, I'm like, is this weird? Do I look like a stalker? Because, like, I just, you know, I've got all these videos of, of, like, people or whatever. And they're like, no, we appreciate the hyping. It's just, we don't know what you're up to. And I was like, oh. yeah. just, like literally just going out and just trying to show people, like, what's out here. And then it was like, yeah. okay, you know, we get your deal then. So, yeah. yeah.
0: It's amazing. Uh, so let's talk about some of these people. Who are some of your favorite people
1: Oh my gosh. I think I've like, lately, if I go to like my Spotify, the thing it's, I've been heavily Tacoma. I feel like, there's really? been a lot of, yeah, there's been a lot. I realized that I was like, there's been a lot of Perry Porter. There's been a lot of Blake mm-hmm. Anthony. There's a uh, Bruce Leroy. Um, I day, uh, from the day one, there's a uh, Dante Thomas.
0: was yeah.
1: one that I really liked, uh, really like his stuff. Um, AJ Suede. I love AJ. I just saw him
0: perform at Vermillion, uh, the other night.
1: I missed that.
0: How was that? It was
1: actually, I was like, I wanted Cause I'm like, I've been ch- like, This is where I sound like a stalker. I'm like, I've been trying to find him performing. <laughs> and I think there was one that got canceled. And then I was like, all right, I'm gonna make it to Vermillion.
0: Had to work. Couldn't yeah. make it Vermillion. So I'm like, how was it? It was incredible. That whole night was like, it really was like, when we talk about, like, real hip-hop community out here and, and the the family feeling of it all and just, like, being really supportive, that night was that. Shout out Greg Cipher. Happy 30th birthday. Uh, it was an amazing night. Uh, it was uh, AJ Suede and him and... Blake uh, uh, Anthony. Milk was there, Blake Anthony. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody else. You're, yeah, I, I am too. I'm blanking. There was like, it was a whole, like, it was right. stuff. Uh, God, yeah, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Oh, Edibles. Duh. Hello. Oh, Trey was- and Bryce performed as well. Wow. I feel like a jerk because I talked to them, uh, you know, uh, for, I think they you're were so, a- you're, three. <laughs> you're, you're so overwhelmed
1: by it. It was, I yeah, think I saw. It. I saw a photo, because I've been to Vermillion, and I know a couple times yeah. it was, like, just an open mic stuff, so it was pretty dead. So, seeing how packed it was, too. Oh,
0: it was packed all night. Like, it was ridiculous. That's the underground ridiculous. stuff
1: that I love, is, like, you're in the back yeah. of, like, an art bar at, like, yeah. you know, just this local. Yeah, I'm bummed, because his stuff Tiny. is, like, that like it's, funny is so that, small too. it's funny that he, like, moved out here, because I'm, like, his vibe is, it just feels like I was, I think I've listened to him when I'm going out for a walk, and it's kind of cloudy, and I'm, like, it's yeah. just quintessential Seattle to me, even though I know he's not. It like is just, but I'm like, you fit in so well. So Yeah,
0: you wanna talk about winter in Seattle vibes? AJ Swade. AJ, all day I, yeah. all day. It's it is just, so good. It's a good yeah, vibe. That show that show was great.
1: Yeah. Noby's another one. I'm like, I always mm-hmm. say I'm like, I feel like he can go hard, but I real, I'm real i learning shit as he does it. Like, he's, like, yeah. tricking you into, like, bopping to a beat, but he's, like, putting some shit in your ears, so... Uh,
0: yeah, absolutely. Fulminate, that whole album, you can learn some things from that album. Yeah. Like, I... I as an artist, you can learn some things. Yeah. As a human being, you can learn some things. Oh, yeah. Like uh the Novi's insane. Uh <laughs> and, and not only that, but he is just like such a good person that it just makes him so much better. And it makes supporting yeah. him so much better because he truly is a good person. And this is like his heart and soul and like what he loves to do. And like that. A lot of it, you see a lot of that in the scene out here, and that makes it so much easier to support them. I was
1: gonna say, it was like, and I don't, I, I try to, cause I've, I've now like, I think over the last like years, like a couple, last year or so, as I've been kind of doing this, I'm like very much kind of taking this like documentary, documentary type stance where I'm like, totally. I don't engage too much. I kind of keep, yeah. that helps me kind of keep at least as much of an objective ness that I can. Cause to be frank, on Blunt Talk as we are. You know, yeah. we've got pockets of people. Some pockets of people don't like other pockets of people. And that's 100%. fine. Like, right. And I'll hear stuff. And I'm like, all right, my role here, y'all. I'm like Switzerland. I'm not engaging yeah. in anything. I'm just like trying to document. Um, yes. One of the cool things about doing that is like, you kind of see where people are and how they move and like, whether it's no one of the big common threads I see in the hip hop community, which like, when you think about it historically and you think about everything else that builds up, you know, like, how hip hop was sort of originated. It makes sense, but they're very community driven and focused. Yeah. So many of them are like teachers. Yes. And to me, when I'm going, cause I think part of the other angle I was trying to combat is I do know people who are like, uh, hip hop and rap, they don't take it very seriously. They don't think that they think it's a very counterproductive genre. Right. And I'm like, that's not the case. And you see this in game. And I think that's the other part that I try to like, showcases when it's like we're doing community activities when you guys are doing these relief funds when you're seeing these guys work with kids like nobody's thing is cool because it's like I'll you know like creep on his stories and it's like was teaching there was something that he's doing with like kids and i'm like it's so funny. in between like i'm like do they know you're a badass rapper i'm like (laughs) the rest of the time you know so or you just like the teacher to them so i
0: I, i've even seen uh some teachers out at the shows of some of the local artists like i know know all-star opera uh one of the shows that they performed at i was standing outside with a few of them and i'm pretty sure one of their music teachers or one of their teachers from like high school or something like that was there and came up and they were talking to them or whatever so like it is you know yeah it's like these are just like really good people to their core doing things that they love and and you see that support come through and it's insane uh like oh man Teja is uh one of those people that when i when i see her perform i i'm crying like i like i get so overwhelmed with emotion because she's just such an incredible person and she gives her all on stage. Yeah. When yeah. she was uh when she performed at Numos for us for the Seattle World Tour, i'm pretty sure that, it, that was her second live show or her first show. I can't can't remember oh, if it was stop. her first, she, she hasn't been second. doing this for like But yeah, no, that was her that was like she had never really performed too much before that at all. So, and to see her grow from that like, the fact that we gave her that platform, and she killed it. Like, it was insane. And then from there, she, I mean, she's played Block Party already. Like, she has already put in that work, and and, and she tore Block Party down. Oh like, God. she was at the Wild Rose. She wasn't even at, like, a normal stage or anything, you know? And, and that place was, like packed and going crazy like the energy in there was nuts it was she's gonna be the next one too right the walk party again or uh, I believe so. I can't okay. remember. Um, but I know she's got some big things in the works as well. Yeah. So, um, it's she will like this- eventually be on Blunt Talk too. But, oh, uh, awesome. okay. We're just waiting till the timing is right.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> yes. And she was
1: another one of those ones where it's like, you go up and talk to like, it's so funny because I'm like, to me, it's like a bigger presence in my head. So I'm kind of like, oh, if I'm going to go say hi. This person's going to be like, whatever. Yeah. And she like does this thing where she's like, she connects with you one-on-one Yes. Where it's like, oh, okay, I really appreciate and, you know, like I think I was like, oh, I'm introduced. She's like, I know who you are. And I was like, this is wild. Like, yeah. like considering how many people follow her, like, how well-known yeah. she is, just her, I don't know, she's just like, that energy is just very sweet and very, like...
0: Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Another one, uh, another show that I was at that was, like, incredible energy um, and uh, just felt so much community, uh, Participation in love was when oh the sun is doing numbers on me right now. Sorry, that was really sad. I'm it's like it's-
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyways,
0: um, so uh, uh, when uh Porter Ray dropped Eye of the Beholder, um, he was gonna I have. Was well, he did have. He threw a album release at Chop Suey, um, and uh, I think somebody had passed away recently in his life, like a week or two before that, um, because he, he didn't make it through his set. Um, it was very emotional. Um, and like, at one point, um i can't remember what song it is but at one point it you know it chants hold me down bruh after uh, you know he sits at the bar and it's like hold me down bruh and that's like the hook on it and the entire crowd was chanting that and like it was so overwhelming and like he like i said he didn't he couldn't finish the set and like he had all of his friends performing that night you know like just money was there bruce Rob was there like Uh, Stoss was there, and there was just a bunch of people, and you know, they performed songs and they went out on stage, and then, like, you know, they just backed him up and everything. But the the feeling in that room is something that I will never forget. Like, that was like, Everybody there was there. Like, it was packed out, too. Like, Chop suey was pretty packed that night. And, like, I don't think he was expecting that kind of reaction either. And, like, and all of that. And that's just, like, coming from a humble-ass dude from the Central District who just puts his heart out, you know. And and like to see that community interaction and everything, like it was really overwhelming. Um, there's been a lot of those moments that were really overwhelming for me, where I feel like I'm going to throw up right now. Like, okay. <laughs> like, like the emotion just pours over. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think that's, it, that's. Oh, like, go ahead.
1: Oh no, I was just gonna say, but I mean, that's 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 like massive because what you're talking about right there is like it is more than just the music. Like there's, Mm -hmm. this is a person in the community that a lot of people are going to know. Yeah. And to your point, they're putting their heart and soul out into this. And it is like a safe space to kind of do that. And that's really heartwarming to hear that like, you know, people are chanting, people are there for him and he's got his whole family. Because I think just Moni's birthday too, everybody showed up to. Yeah. So it's it's, it's nice to see for as those pockets are, to see that family and that protection, that sort of like, it is a lot more than just like, dropping a song it's like there's a lot of community and family in it
0: yeah uh in one of those uh another one more of those that was like i'm about to throw up because of how overwhelming this is was back when they were still gypsy temple um king youngblood's uh formerly known yeah um they were at the seattle world tour as well for us and they played at the central um that was the same night as cosmos actually Yeah. yeah um and their performance thinking about where they were, like, what stage they were on, at what venue they were at, sold out show. The Central was sold out that night. Like, we had people coming in off of the street, buying a ticket to the show, donating, and then leaving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they were just there to support or whatever. Like, it was that kind of a night where there's tons of people in and out all night long and everything. And the central is like one of the oldest bars Mm -hmm. in Seattle and has a history of some of the most successful bands in the grunge era and whatnot uh, to perform on that stage as well. And to see them and how talented they are. Like (laughs) anytime he gets off the stage and he's like shredding, I'm just like, in awe like I I and I told them this um because they were part of our music with a message as well and when I interviewed them I told them this too I was like all of those emotions coming together for something that I had a hand in creating and and putting together and everything I was like literally shaking like I've watched my dad perform at the central before you know I was in the central with big x's on my hands when I was 12 years old like like this has like I've this is part of my life history, you know, and and to see them perform there for one of our charity events that like, overwhelming emotions like I like it makes me want to throw up literally like I feel like that all the time I get like chills at shows I get you know I get those like physical reactions to it and it and the fact that the scene out here continues to do that to me and these people are now you know my friends (laughs) and acquaintances and and all of that it's it's so uh, uh incredible it truly is It's incredible for me
1: i love that because i'm like i i feel like i'm like i feel like it's a scorpio me i'm a super emotional and intense mm-hmm. person so i try not to talk about show like shows freak me like i i get super um just yeah i get super like into it like either i'm really hyped yeah. or, and then afterwards i'm like walking on like a cloud and my sister anybody who hates astrology is gonna hate me for this is like a capricorn so she's very logical she's very like straight laced and i remember we were right. at. Um, freak out um, and they were doing was at the tavern and just Moni and Porter Ray and Bruce Leroy were all there. Yeah. And I was like, come with it. She's like, fine. You're always on about this stuff. I'll come with you. She doesn't really do like the live show. scene. Yeah. And just Moni comes out and it was like, I had that video where people are like, whoa, she's got this beautiful, like white gown. She looked so
0: good that night. Oh A my cereal, God. Like
1: mm-hmm. gets on the mic. And there's my sister who like has no emotional tell. anything is like hitting me. Like, who is this? Why did you never tell me yes. like went running up to just Mo- and i'm like looking at like just money like Do you have security you might need security after. Like, <laughs> like runs up to this like like you're like she was like yelling at her how amazing she is and i was just like to me it was it like reaffirms again everything because you're like yes. i know i'm passionate about it and i just made this person who just like usually just judges me for everything is like chasing yes. down a local artist and it's like oh you get a little bit of what we feel when we go to these. Cause it is, it's my medicine. It's my meditation. Yeah. I am shit at meditating. Put me in a show. And I'm like, and I actually prefer going alone for that reason. Like all people be like, do you want to go with together? And I'm like, I'm going to ignore you. I'm yeah. going to find my place right in the front. I'm not going to talk to anybody. Don't talk to me. I'm right there. Yes. And the only downside of documenting is sometimes I want to throw down my phone and I just want to like, yes. enjoy it. But then I'm just kind of like, man, I can't put it down because somebody told me, they're like, you're behind your phone the entire time because something happens in an instant. Yes. It was the fact that that freestyle happened at Gifted Gab, it was the place that I was at. My yep. phone was charged. I have a battery pack with me and I was just like, I'll enjoy it on the recap. Like, Yes, exactly. I need people to feel this thing that we feel when we're there and we're in the midst of like, that energy, it's healing, man. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah,
0: that is my temple as well. That is where I heal. That yes. is everything to Churches. me. Yeah. So, uh, wow. Uh hour flew by and we are at the end of it. I could literally talk about this for I, seven more hours with you. Oh. And we and will we'll, at the next show. We will tell talk Yeah. And I was, like, yeah, was going to say, there'll have to be a part two and you'll have to come back on and we can talk more because there's always things happening. So there's never yes. not going to be something to talk about. Um, but for all the people now who have gotten familiar with you, um, where can they follow you and find all of the things that you're doing and supporting and all of that? Definitely. Instagram, Suman underscore says is the
1: best place. I've been on Twitter a little bit, but Instagram is the best place for like the video and the Mm -hmm. weekly events that I'm starting to post a little bit here. What's going on our little underground calendar. So if people ever have anything to add to it, definitely hit me up.
0: Awesome. Uh, well, again, uh, thank you so much for, for doing this. this is great. I, yes, I appreciate it so much. Um, and I appreciate everybody for tuning in and watching this. Um, and again, I'll be live next Thursday. Like I always do. Make sure you follow, like subscribe, all of that stuff. Uh, I beat it to death every week because I just want everybody to see everything that we talk about and that we do. So, um, join me next week. Uh, I don't remember who the guest is. I have to look at my calendar. So just find out next week and tune in and see it. So thank y'all. This has been episode nine of Lent Talk, and I'll see you next week. All right.